This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I got my banjo on my farm. <laughs> Left it all very far. Right next to my car. It was my wheel. I took that banjo and I put it on my car like a wheel. Came out here to do another podcast where Sam did a much better intro. <laughs> Man, Dean and I sit over here like two chumps not playing anything. I drink anything. my beer with the burp. <laughs> and I spit my Copenhagen. Slurp. 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 <laughs> but I come from Texas now. And that's all right. <laughs> I forgot to rhyme the song. It technically goes like this. Got an A B A A B structure. I for I forget it, but it's cool. I drink my beer with a burp and go slurp. Okay, guys. Wow. <laughs> and they, that's why they call me the Texas Slurp. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's the end of today's podcast. See you in the next one. Wow. Welcome back, guys. Um. Sam did the intro today, and I gotta say, uh, we should probably have you do it again. Cool. I'll just. It's a, uh, a fine intro. Don't take it personally, but each song is gonna be about you. Okay. <laughs> because it's just it's just the talk of the town, Jake. All you right. know, you're such a personality we all know and love. Really? And, you know, I think these songs will help kind of just like, you know, they reinforce that, that myth, you know, behind you. Man, the myth, the legend. Your, your true origins, your story, your legend, et cetera. So. Oh, that's, just want to contribute. Have Thanks, you man. met anybody with a truly strong Texas accent? Oh yeah, yeah. But it's different than I don't know. If, I don't think I can do it justice to like try to repeat it. But there's a lot of because I know there's like a West Texas accent. Yeah, and there's like a West Texas accent. West Texas. West Texas. Hey you Sam, <laughs> you like that microphone being really far away from your mouth? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> the strongest <laughs> ones though are the closer you get to Louisiana. Oh, interesting. The stronger it becomes. Does it get a little I've more noticed. like malat- like a little slower down there? Yeah, well, the Le- Louisiana accent is a fine yeah. example it's of the thick. accents of the United States. It's unique in its own right, and uh, it's got all this heritage in it, the, 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 the French heritage in it. and mm, yeah, Cajun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, just like the lyrics to the next song. It's, uh, it's I put my takeout <laughs> in my bag. I wipe my slurp. With a rag. <laughs> Put my barbecue in the bag. Wipe my slurping with a rag. <laughs> That's Texas. <laughs> what is the origin of the slurp? We came up with it like, when we were in, we, I think it was just like that accent. It's like very like liquid and we realized that, oh it's because the <laughs> accent comes from having all this like chewing tobacco in your mouth. Yeah, and you're constantly like, you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Slurp. laughs> Uh, you're, missing, you're missing a tooth, so slurp. you're sucking in that air between yep. the two. Yeah, yeah. That that's where it comes missing from. Missing tooth whistle. <laughs> wow. Um, well, we got, who do we have on the podcast today? Should we go around, introduce ourselves? Hey, I'm Nico. You might know me from such things as Corridor Digital. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dope intro. 
Well, I'm Dean, and you might also know me from such things. Well, you might not actually know me from things like Corridor Digital. Yeah. Hi, my name is Sam. Uh, I Yeah, this is my first podcast, and uh, I'm really excited to see what we dive into. Uh, well, we got Dean on, um, and I figured, you know, people have been asking for uh, other people on the cast, and, you know, we had Brett last week. I figured, what the hell? Uh, let's bring in... a random guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this random hey, so Welcome to the jankiest podcast on the internet. Yeah. I swear, actually, before we get into Dean, because I do want to talk about Dean. Um, before we talk two... to our guest. <laughs> <laughs> there's two things. Number one, first thing, this is a sponsored podcast. So later in this podcast, I'm going to randomly cut and it's going to go to Storyblocks. And I got to say, when you least expect it. Now, that might not make a lot of sense or be important to you, but if you're a filmmaker, I got to tell you, as somebody who uses Storyblocks in our content creation process, consider Storyblocks. And the <laughs> other thing is, I can't remember now. Um, but it's important. But it's important. It's a, it's I will a, say that it's really oh, cool that we got Jan- it for a sponsored podcast. Yeah, we got a sponsor. I mean, we haven't had a sponsor in like a year. Probably because we didn't do podcasts for like a year, but we've been doing them again consistently, and people have been enjoying them. You know, we had a we had a nice young woman email us and say how she listens to them when she's doing stuff around her house, and it was nice, really kind email. We've had people say in the comments how they like uh, just hanging out with us. Mm. Um, so you know, I figured this is a good time to decompress and talk about the things we're working on and talk about the things that inspire us and like working um, on emotionally. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then also, um, oh, that was the other thing. I know, guys, this is one of the jankiest podcasts on the internet, but we embrace Dobie around here. And I do want to say, one day you're going to miss this because when we move into Studio Three, we're going to redo this space a little bit, and it's going to be, it's going to have. You're not going to see, you know, the the art that someone oh. sent us or like this blue let, bin back let here. Let me be honest. The and, true janky jank, janky podcasts or when people like do a Zoom call or Skype call and they record the Skype or Zoom audio and put that into the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. That is well, pure we, jank. So we we have not we have done that. No, but you recorded <laughs> you recorded your own audio though. Oh, but remember when we were all in quarantine? Yeah, yeah. the first quarantine podcast <laughs> was total jank. I'm a complete hypocrite. <laughs> so what do I do? Uh, uh, I guess this is one of these like things we're working on isn't it I mean, these emotional issues you just say <laughs> you just take that i guess and you say oh wow i guess uh i guess we did that yeah oh wow i guess we did that um well, I don't, it, do you listen right, to, i'm better do you listen to sam harris because no, i feel no. like every episode of sam harris's podcast yeah. is like you know he's calling somebody on zoom or like a potato like how yeah. does this work yeah it's like how does this laptop like work <laughs> he's calling him through a potato there was at one period in time when everyone like was on early cell phones and like but Everybody had kind of switched over to cell phones. So everybody's calls were just like 12 kilobytes per second audio. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you used a landline recently? Anybody? They sound so clear and crisp. Like there's like no one using it. Like so the bandwidth is just like his entire cable just for your one voice. Got a cable to yourself. Yeah. Goes all the way to the other person just like the good old days. <laughs> it's like having one Ethernet cable just for your voice data. <laughs> yeah, That's I, awesome. For the phone enthusiast, telephone enthusiasts, like they must really love that. I'm a hi-fi phone enthusiast. I uh, have uh, no idea what you guys are talking about. Oh, shut <laughs> up. What is a landline? <laughs> okay, this is a perfect segue. Dean, when were you born? I was born you, in ni- February 9th, 1997. Really? So a landline 97? Is, a landline is yeah. when you I dig a hole in the ground and you bury a phone in it. <laughs> <laughs> And then you have to go unbury it every time you yeah, want to you use it. That's why they got rid of them. You know when you plug your phone in to charge, 
Imagine if the cable was a couple miles long and went to a company. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like those tin cans that you put at the end of the wire. Basically, right, yeah, exactly. the fancy cans. Yeah, yeah. Fancy cans. which I tried once and I didn't get it to work. And I didn't realize the wire has to be taut. Like it has to be a tight wire. Like it can't just be a loose string. Yeah. You can't just tie a string to the bottom of a can and expect well, to hear somebody else it's in the, the other sound end. vibration yeah. through the can. So anytime you see somebody doing that, they're like, the string needs to be tight to the other can. Yeah, but this is something that kids do, Nico. Well, I know, but it's like, what's well, the point of talking to each other? We're, we're, we're splitting up two groups. There's good kids and bad kids. Or smart kids and dumb kids. <laughs> smart kids have the taut string. Really? Yes. I'm going you... to take notes on this, and when my kids start doing it, I'm going to be like, hey, um, hey. he's using the tight string. <laughs> You're being a bit of a loose string uh, kid today. <laughs> hey, stop being a loose stringer. Wait, Dean, have you, you guys the, ever tried? Are you the youngest things? person in the studio? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I think wow. we are. So we call him Young Dean. Young, yep. young, except yeah. for Dean. Uh, whenever Peter's here, I become the second youngest. Yeah, that's crazy. How does that feel? Feels uh, feels pretty cool. I like uh, I like being the young guy in the in the in the group. Um, you know, I I because I, I feel like throughout my sort of career and being around people, I've been I've been around a lot of older people, so. They sort of treat me like a peer, but then I get to like learn stuff from people. So I feel like for anybody out there who's like, you know, trying to get out there and learn stuff, be around people older than your older than yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's always um the way that I've uh come to learn a lot as well. Um I remember in uh college, um, when they had us on the track team, all the guys that were like seniors, you know, you're you're eighteen and they're twenty two and they seem like <laughs> Oh, those guys are so old. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, same thing, you know, it was like we were peers, but at the same time, there was all these different things that I could learn. Um, and, you know, it made me a better a better athlete and better person. And, yeah, that's good. I'm, Yeah, I mean, well, that's one of the reasons why we, you know, we had you come in originally because I, I kind of saw that perspective that you had. And, um well, you know, I got the hip kids. I know what, what the hip kids are up to. Well, you know what? Somebody in the comments the other day was like, uh, "What's with What's with Jake? He's like this old guy that's like around all these young kids all the time. Like, what's What's up with that dude? It's creepy." And I was like, "Should I comment and like say that we're all kind of the same age?" Or so I'm, you? I'm older than you a, are. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. No, oh. but I mean by like a couple months, not by like. Well, currently okay. the studio is like a very even gradient right now. Yeah. yeah. So right. I don't know. That's a funny comment, but that's from like a twelve-year-old. You know it, what I mean? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But like, but think about just, the perspective of the age. A twelve-year-old who sees you, they're like, "This is like a fully grown man." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I think every day. See, Jake, and I look in the mirror and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I Maybe. posted a picture of my dad with me when I was a baby on I Instagram. Saw that. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah. "Holy shit, it looks like your clone." Which it, yeah, I do look like a clone, my dad. But everyone's like, "It looks like an older version of you, Nico." It's like my dad was younger than me when the picture was taken. Like that, I am now. <laughs> I got a question about dads. Do you? How often do you catch yourself now? Doing something that your dad would have done, or saying something in a way that your dad oh, would have all said the time. All yeah, the time. yeah, it's oh, uh, it's real, it's real. I mean, you don't turn into your parents. You're definitely your own person, but their influence on you is perpetual and constant. And you re- and then you realize it's like, wait a minute, hold on. If that was the if that's the case for me, and that was the case for them, and that was the case for the person before them, and that goes all the way back. Yeah. To yeah. Whenever. Yeah, it's like a mean game of 
of telephone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like those cans of the strings. It's like those cans of strings. You, you want to make that string as loose as possible, apparently. Yeah. For your kid to grow up right. That way you your know? parents can't hear what you're saying. Have you guys tried doing that, by the way, the cans of strings thing? Like, have you, has anybody actually attempted that? I, mean, I, ne- I never did it successfully. We can I did, try it I right had now. a loose string because I was a dumb child. <laughs> yeah. Like we, my son will be. <laughs> <laughs> like his father before him. And, and like my father was a dumb There's two kinds of people in the world. There's, there's loose stringers, strings. and there's tight stringers, and there's loose stringers. Uh, Huge thanks to Storyblocks for sponsoring today's podcast. Uh, if you guys are interested, there's a link in the description below. Storyblocks is our go-to over here at Corridor, whether it's a video or an After Effects template or an audio soundbite, Storyblocks allows us to download content anytime. Usually it's in 4K, it's constantly updated, so there's always new stuff on there, and put that into our video. Even if you just have your own Instagram profile and you're not a professional creator, Storyblocks is something you're gonna wanna consider because you can post what you get from that site anywhere. So if we're making a YouTube video or we're making a commercial and it has to go across multiple social media platforms, we know that whatever we download from there is safe to use for those purposes. So if you guys are interested, consider a subscription to Storyblocks. Just go to storyblocks.com slash corridorcast or click the link in the description of this video. Happy creating. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, we used to play Kick the Can. Did you ever play that game? You mean you kick a can? Well, see, <laughs> oh, hold on. This, this, is, see, this is a sophisticated game. Anyone Nico. can kick a can, but no one can make it. You, you, there's rules to turn it into a game. Yes, there's rules. Just so like we, baseball. It's not you know, like, oh, what do you just... Bases. This ball, this ball flies around randomly, and you get to the bases. That's pretty much baseball. Soccer, though, less, so, even less rules. Kick the can. You put the can in the middle of a circle, and then you draw a circle around the can, and then somebody stands inside of it, or maybe a few people, and then the other team has to kick the can out of the circle without getting tagged. Mm. So you want to make the circle big enough where they have a chance, but small enough where it's competitive. That sounds like fun. It is. It's like a can on node. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Like GoPro, the on the <laughs> GoPro on a can. GoPro on a kick the can. Yeah. That's Use after it. the competitive uh, rock, paper, scissors video. Oh, yeah. That's still going to happen someday. <laughs> someday. That's, it's kind of a mini series, though. Like, <laughs> let's take dumb, like, yeah, dumb games. Dumb games. And loose string loose games. Loose string games. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah and, and it's like, all right, we're taking this seriously. It's rock, paper, scissors. It's kick the can. Hopscotch, <laughs> like sharks and minnows, and we just sharks put dumb min- in front of all of it. Dumb, dumb hopscotch, dumb, hop- dumb sharks and minnows. Compe- Red or, or competitive, yeah, competitive, adult competitive. tournament. <laughs> hopscotch think- isn't even a real game. I don't get hopscotch honestly. I never got it. Like they always painted it like on the recess, like tarmac. And like, like they're just squares. Go jump. Kids just ignore them. Like what do you throw well, a rock and skip? Well, the squares? No one really like, knows the rules. They're it wasn't just like, hard. Yeah. It's like you just jump on them. Apparently, but... I'm the recess expert here because... <laughs> oh, Jake knows how to play hopscotch. Hopscotch, at least <laughs> this is the way that we used to play it, is very competitive. There's a lot of rules, okay? It's like horse, but for square jumping. Okay. And so you have to mimic what the other person does. Hmm. And so you go through the squares. And, oh, you know, so it's like one foot, one foot, two yeah, foot, you, one foot, Yeah, two exactly. Foot, and then you... Is there still the, the, the mechanic... The mechanic of <laughs> throwing a stone... Onto the hopscotch squares, which signifies an endpoint or something like that. I saw that somewhere in like a an old black and white 
an child, old black and white. It was a child, a black degraded and white tutor, film tutorial video made in the forties for children. <laughs> no, I, the, the way that we used to play it was you just you draw them up and then you go along them and then you pick like which foot and how you go about the combination. And but then, there's all these mysterious things. The numbers on the squares. There's sometimes numbers on hot That's to indicate squares. which square it is. Wait, so could so I get confused if I did like a triple backflip into the next? Like somebody would have to do that. Yeah. You'd yeah. win. You, you <laughs> might win. Instantly. You'd instantly win. I mean, if it's... you could do a triple backflip in a hopscotch game, you'd definitely win. <laughs> There's like 0.0001% of people who could even compete. Yeah. But that's what makes it competitive. Well, that's Olympic. The top of the top. Olympic hot Olympic hopscotch. Maybe that's what we call it. Yeah, yeah. Olympic kick the can. <laughs> Olympic hopscotch. Olympic sharks and minnows. You want to know what a real tight string game is? Tetherball. Tetherball's a... a Quality tetherball, you game. can tetherball can get dangerous. Yeah, get that rope wrapped around your neck. Get those yeah, nice man, and tight. You, you play with the big kids. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, dude, you, you don't want to play with the sixth graders. <laughs> it's gonna be rough. Do they still play Red Rover in school? What's that one? No, I think they Red Rover, Red Rover, send Jake Red Rover. Yeah, you throw it over the. No, 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 you it's, charge it's, the line of kids and attempt to break through their arms. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Red Rover. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. It's probably banned. It's on the list of banned. How about smear the games. queer? <laughs> that that, they probably don't steps. call it that one anymore. <laughs> they probably call it something different. We yeah. had one in the in the Bronx called Hops, which was you had to. It was literally just you're holding a ball and you're passing it to somebody, and you have to be jump, catch it, and throw it while you're off the ground. Mm. Yeah. And so you're. What like is that. that one? That's just called Hops. Just Hops. It's like simplified. I don't know. That's like you can I only throw it when you're in the air. Yeah, you can only catch and throw while you're in the air. So okay. basically, you gotta like your feet have to be off the ground when you catch and release. Interesting. I'm gonna like have to come back and frisbee. listen to this through and take notes. All right, we got another one. We have, we have a whole four, four square. Yeah, I like four square. That one's pretty simple. You're basically just bouncing a ball. It's like uh, but if you catch the ball before it hits the ground, they lose. It's, it's kind of like ping pong for yeah. with but with for a big ball for concrete. That's what kids' games mostly are. It's just you take a normal sport and you replace. The ball with a big rubber ball. Like, kickball <laughs> is just foot baseball, you know? <laughs> foot baseball. Olympic yeah. foot baseball. And then you specifically, don't you specifically try and hit the person with the ball to get them out? You got to throw ball? it at them. Yeah. Like dodgeball. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's like baseball, saying. but throwing the ball directly it's at the kick- players. So that yeah. rule's oh. different. You don't Dodge throw the ball, ball directly ball. at them in baseball. Yeah. yeah. You obviously. can still take people in. Oh, really? You, ball, okay. Though. That makes sense. Yeah. You have to be connected. That little ball would be, yeah, that'd be a hard hit. Yeah. You know, when we were filming <laughs> Tactical Three Loads out in Texas back in like March or February or whenever that was, yeah. Freddie was talking about like getting people together for a weekend baseball game and the coronavirus hit and like that mythical sunny day weekend baseball game lives in my mind is this thing I yearn for now. Dude, I'm so down for that. Yeah, would, me I too, would be man. So down for some weekend baseball. Dude, some weekend baseball out by the lake. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no lakes in LA. <laughs> no lakes. There's a, some runoff. There's McCarthy Park. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Go it, down there, just bring a gun so you don't get mugged. Is there a spot in LA where we could try to do the <laughs> Viking ball. funeral <laughs> pyre ball. thing for real? No, there's literally nowhere unless it's the ocean. Say what? Is there a space in LA where we can try the Viking funeral pyre thing for real? Where we have to shoot a flaming arrow onto a boat to light on I fire? Mean, we could do that in my neighborhood if you guys come out to yeah, Texas. We, you need to go to a, a, a state right. that has more more water. Yeah, the water person ratio here is a little too low for that. Yeah. Yeah. We get all our water from freaking Colorado. Yeah. 
go to Colorado and give some of it back. <laughs> You'd get arrested so fast. <laughs> Sending burning boats <laughs> into any water source here in you Southern California. You could drive up the coast. You could probably find a spot. No, I don't know. You could no. find a spot and get away with it, but it would be illegal. Isn't the Salton Sea still around? Oh, yeah. You could probably do it there. Hasn't hasn't evaporated yet. Yeah. It's the grossest it's place on, on Earth, though. Yeah, I heard yeah, it smells really stinky. bad. Yeah, I went there, I, and it was in... It was horrible. There's people who live there. Yeah. They, they live with it every day. It's like, imagine, like, you know that fish, like, Chinese restaurant dumpster smell? Yeah. When mm-hmm. you're in a really grody alley? Like, yeah. just the world smells like it there. Yeah. There's something different about those, like, desert California people. You know? Yeah, man. It's the Wild <laughs> just West. off the radar. These man. They're, damn they're... desert dwellers. Well, they have a myth, myth behind them, too, you know? It's like, there's that mythic, like... How do they survive? It's like, yeah. <laughs> wait, myth or meth? <laughs> meth. Sorry, they have sorry. a meth behind them too. <laughs> yes, there's um, it's a low blow. There's a whole. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> so, the meth rates are really high. You, want, you want to fight honest. like this? Underhand punches. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, it's okay. I go to the desert. There's once a in whole too. place in near near Spencer's parents' house called Little Borrego. It's yeah. just trailers now oh, really? across the desert. Oh wow. And it's just a bunch of people just living out in this, like, area. What kind of games do you think they play? (laughs) (laughs) Kick the can, definitely. Probably kick the can. Yeah, they probably play, uh, well, shoot each other with bottle rockets. That's a fun one. Yeah. Roman candles. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Nothing to start on fire out there. They're definitely playing that out there. The thing is, like, you know, you, you have this preconception of, like, California. It's like, you know, you got... The coastal cities like Los Angeles and San Francisco and I guess throw San Diego in there. You know, it's like yeah. most of California is still like the Wild West. I mean, I guess you have like the farmland in the middle or whatever. But like you go north and east of L.A. and it is straight up desert people and nothing for miles. And you could <laughs> you set off bombs in those hills. I mean, the U.S. government sets off bombs in those hills and no one notices. <laughs> I mean, that's everything. Nico's talking about Southern California. Yeah, uh, that's everything south of the Central Valley. Now, for those of you who don't know. Central Valley of California, it's the breadbasket of America, in addition to the Midwest. But Central Valley goes from north of LA all the way up to four hours north of San Francisco. Hmm. And it's just agriculture. All trees and cows. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like there's all... hardly any trees, actually, because it's like all orchard farm trees. Fields. Oh, yeah. 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 It's interesting because most of California, you know, you th- like you're saying, you think of California liberals, but most of California is red, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of everywhere is red. It's just that the big cities congregate. There's more predominantly um, left organizations and people there, which you know makes sense. You know, you have people living in much closer uh, relation to one another. They tend to make decisions based upon that perspective, and you know, yeah. Well, the thing that always strikes me about like you know the whole red and blue divide is like. When people talk about like electoral college and like popular vote and all that kind of stuff, it's like you got to remember our food comes from the unpopulated areas where it's just like one dude and like a couple square miles of agriculture. And like if you don't represent some of that landmass correctly, then you throw off the political representation of the people that grow all the food that we eat. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of an essential thing to remember. And and build all the houses and (laughs) make all the steel. And yeah, yeah. you almost kind of bring all the equipment across the country and trucks and cars and railroads. It almost makes a good argument for like, all right, well, state level is almost still too big for governing in a way because of that split. But But at the same time, it's like 
they 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 work off of each other though you know yeah. what i mean like you can't just say here's the rules for los angeles county and then like take a county further like uh east of here and do it and have them run independently because there's so much involved and also like the more i think about it too it's like the, the whole value system in in cities where everything's like super expensive it's like the runoff from large cities from a monetary standpoint can fund so much stuff it's incredible not yeah. in that city yeah you, you know, like there's so there's like it doesn't seem like surplus to people living there. Yeah. But to literally everywhere else, it's just like bountiful. Look at look at any major metropolitan area, San Antonio being a relevant one in my life recently. I mean, I moved to outside of that area and from basically there's a 1604 loop. Right. Which you guys know, because that's kind of where we were. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, then there's the 46 and then it keeps going. And it's like there's this giant ring around the entirety of San Antonio, especially on the north and west side, that is all just economic surplus from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see yourselves living in a city when you were young? Like, did you think you're going to be in? I guess Jake, you're kind of no longer in a city situation now, but yeah, I'm definitely in the country now. Um, but I, I mean, I moved here. You know, lived yeah. here for twelve years. I definitely like had when I before I came here I was like man wouldn't it, you know wouldn't it be cool and I and I got a lot I got that when I was here for sure um but I I, I don't know I guess I never thought about it when I was young young like thinking about imagining myself in the city or not I I just wanted to play major league baseball and call it a day <laughs> uh, what what's the best part of being a city slicker versus being a country yokel uh city slickers um well I mean you got Everything in close proximity, which is obvious. Um, but also, um, you know, I mean, there's there's just a lot you can engage with, like, from, like, everything from, you know, what you want to do with your life to uh, who you want to be around to the ideas and the people that you want to engage with. Um, to like the type of food that you want to eat, um, type of music you want to hear, whatever. There, there's just there's just a lot more options. Um, when you start to move to a rural area, it's like there's only there's only so much of each slice of that that you can get, mm-hmm. and some of it's few and far between. Um, but uh, so that's the best thing about living in the city. Um, I mean, the best thing about living in the country for me, at least, is like the quiet. Um, the sort of more consistent, um, way of life. Um, you know, one thing that I've been thinking about since, since I moved there and, you know, I was thinking about this before, which is, you know, I've been wanting to move for a while and I've been thinking about this, but it's been more present in my mind since I moved. You come to a city like LA and you see everyone just running around all the time. Everyone's running here. Everyone's running there. Everyone's doing this. Everyone's doing that. And there's just, you know, there's a there's a difference between um, progress and just like running around just for, because you have to. The rat race, yeah, nice the rat thing. race, exactly. And so it's definitely more prevalent where I am now in Texas, seeing a little bit more laid back way of life and seeing like you know people just generally aren't interested in like you know making a mountain out of a molehill in terms of like well we need to do this. And we need to do that. And people should have this and people shouldn't have that. And like perpetuating this constantly of just like nothing is okay. We need to do X, Y, and Z or, you know, 
things are fine, things are good, but we still, you know, we can make it better if we do X, Y, and Z. It's like the perspective is more like, well, no, life is good. Things can be better and we will make progress to do that. But at the same time, like we're not going to be radical about it or we're not going to be um, like just hyper attentive about it. Mm -hmm. um, and that has good and bad things. You know, it's, it's good in the sense that it keeps you a little bit removed from uh, like, you know, being, being right in the heat of things, being right in the heat of a conversation. But at the same time, um, it's bad because you don't really do anything. You don't really have an interest or have a, have a say or desire to have an interest or say until it starts to affect you. Mm -hmm. um, and so those things have a balance. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's definitely. It's good I've for perspective. It sounds like though. I think so. Yeah. Just, just about when I get tired of, of being in, uh, uh, in my in in a woods all day, I, I come out here and it's like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, the amount of graffiti that's starting to like pop up around here. I guess, let me clarify. I don't mean like murals or people doing like nice big pieces. I'm talking about somebody just like splattering paint on the side of a building. Graffiti, I'm talking about I, tagging. I think we know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Like it's just this parts. It's exploding, man. People well, are okay. I'm glad you brought bubbling. this up because I wanted to. I, I said, hey, maybe we could talk about the explosion of crime violence today. <laughs> yeah. Um, because whoa. <laughs> how. <laughs> Did you guys look about what happened over Fourth of July weekend? Like all no. over the place. What happened? It was like there was like 150 shootings in the here, and there was 50 over here, and there was oh, like 60 there. Like everybody's so angry right now. All over the country, all over the country, and it's just like bam, 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 bam. Like you know, seven-year-old girls getting shot, and like eight-year-old kids getting shot. Like just heinous, heinous stuff. Um, and it, you know, tagging is kind of a you know, it's a subsect of that anger, I think. Like, it's like people are just straight up unleashed right now, but I don't know. Um, have yeah. you seen, you've seen more of it in the city? Oh, I mean, yeah, it's like blowing up all over the place. Like, every day there's a new tag, like, around here. And just, it just seems like there's, like, a complete disregard for, like, the community. You know, it's like, oh, here's a building where somebody tried to, like, clean it up. They tried to paint it. They tried to make it look nice. Splatter my name on the side of it, you know? Right. And just ruin it. Um, well, when you, yeah, I mean. But it's like, if... If society has failed you, then why should you give a shit about society? You That's know? exactly the perspective that, that they yeah, have. So yeah, the people that are doing that. And yeah. like, and I can see right now where a lot of people are like, yeah, society failed me. <laughs> I've been sitting around doing nothing for the past five months, just getting screwed by this pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I feel you like know? that's that's those like unforeseen consequences of of the long-term lockdown, which is like, you know, I have conversations with people where they're like, you know, but we, we just got to, you know, be sure that sort of we lock down. We, we um, what's the term uh, with the curve? Uh, flatten, flatten the, the curve. Flat, we flatten the curve. Yeah. You know, everything's going to be all right. Everybody's going to get their check, whatever. But it's like there's also just the psychological consequences of being unemployed for, you know, what are we going on for five months now? Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just not. And also, the, you know, they sent out the $1,200 check and then that was it. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, so people have just been yeah. sitting in their house, yeah. like, barely able to feed themselves. And it's like know? a very focused, like, fuck you laser beam also. <laughs> or like, oh, yeah. It's like you work it's in the hot laser beam in too. the service industry, like the retail industry. Like, it's like, you're the, yeah, fuck you. Bzz, you know, yeah. you're getting zapped. <laughs> Everybody else is fine. More or less. Oh, they even get to work from home. Cool. Cushy. No commute anymore. And there's no traffic. Easy. And then other people are like, 
I am getting screwed. I can't pay my rent. And so yeah. it's like, there's now like a very specific strip of like 10% of the population that's just like taking the brunt of it, you know? So yeah. where do you think this goes? I mean, here's the question. We get herd immunity eventually. Yeah. Are we, are we waiting for an, a vaccine? Or are we just going to fucking tough it out and like, oh I read... so I'm, I'm dropping a lot of F-bombs in this, <laughs> in this podcast. I think that was, have you? I've been, I've, been, I've increased my swearing two, just a little okay. bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've increased I, my swearing I said, just a little bit. I said bit. The, the poopy word. Uh, <laughs> and I said, yeah. Okay. I, I think we're going for herd immunity. I don't know. I mean, like I, from what I've read, like a vaccine is just not going to get here in time before we I mean, hit herd immunity like it's just it's uh, they say this, this is the thing with like respiratory um like diseases is that they're just so hard to contain because mm. like it just it spreads and they morph too. respiratory droplets so like you know it's just one per like we could lock down the whole country one person spreads it and we're back okay. to, yeah so you know here's yeah. an interesting thing that doesn't i don't know why this isn't getting talked about more but I like I've been thinking about this for the last three weeks. Like, why why aren't they talking about this? So cases have risen substantially, mm-hmm. but the death rate as of June seventh. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah. June seventh, we were at eighteen thousand cases, roughly a day. You know, Fourth of July weekend, massive spikes, fifty five thousand cases a day. So that's triple, almost. The death rates have continued. To go down and further down and further down. Now they're they're going between you know they were in June at the same time that there was twenty thousand eighteen thousand cases a day. You had between a uh, thousand and five hundred cases a day. Now our spikes are around six hundred and our lows are around two hundred deaths a day. Sorry. Um, so I actually read an article about this this morning. But nobody <laughs> no. So for the last three weeks, this has been happening consistently. Yeah. But it's in the the evidence is you know it's all over the place. The, the reporting is all over the place. When you look at the actual um, medical, like from the CDC and stuff, yeah. But there's why there's is a couple, that not happening? Why well, there's is that a couple reasons. From what I read, like it's funny that you it's funny that you bring this up because like I literally just read an article on this, and you're right, people aren't really talking about it, but maybe it's starting to like bubble up here and there. So one of the things is that the people getting infected now are younger. Um, like cases in like nursing homes and things like that have gone down significantly, whereas cases in the general population, which is younger, have gone up. But the death rate is also a lot lower for younger people versus for older people. So you you can have people more people getting infected, but the death rate stays low because the people that are, uh, you know, immunocompromised or at risk, like they're the ones that are staying safe. So, okay, well, okay, so there's two things happening then. People that are immunocompromised or at risk are being more safe. Mm hmm. The people that were not as safe at the beginning when no one knew kind of how to handle it died, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And now the, the the virus is spreading to lower ages. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense biologically. I mean, that's how any virus would, would, would function. Yeah, and then the uh, it's also like a two-week leg on deaths to infections. Is it? Mm-hmm. So, because you, you get the disease and then you... you kick around for like two weeks so so maybe that's another reason why people have been withholding i guess comment on that because um we don't know i mean who knows maybe next week that's the thing with this it's like next week it could be different yeah true there's no way it doesn't shoot up more than it has you know because it's just 
but if it doesn't, then, you know, it's like, what is going on then, you know? Right. Like, once again, yeah, you know, more young people are getting infected than before, but, like, you expect at least some sort of a spike in at least two weeks from now. But we'll see. But there's that whole, like... Keep your eyes out on a death spike in coronavirus, guys. (laughs) I mean, there's those studies that happened, like... (laughs) Sorry, Sam. Right at the beginning, (laughs) where... They did, like, the general samples of the population, and, like, they're like, oh, shit, like, 4% of people in L.A. have already had it based on our random sampling of people. Yeah. And then, like, everybody just stopped doing that research and just stopped investigating that or writing about it. Like, yeah, what happened there? Like, everybody's just like, okay, yeah. You know, That's it, weird. That's it, weird that like, half a million people actually have it in L.A., but we didn't know that. And then, like, whatever. <laughs> do, you, do you guys feel like one of the weirdest or most challenging parts of going through this is also we're experiencing the breakdown of you know traditional media or me like centralized narratives of media so it's like this is the first yeah you know i can't think of anything that's happened on this level that we've gone through with the social media influence and all this stuff where it's like you just there's no authority anymore yeah you don't know what's happening even if it's like even if the authority is Mis- misguided in some respect it's like we don't yeah. we can't agree on what's even going on you know yeah it's oh like, man i've been yeah go ahead i was gonna say it's like places like the cdc are like so neutered that's like they couldn't just give me like a brochure from the doctor's office that says like wear a mask and like trying to stand six feet away from somebody it's like thanks cdc like yeah i know and like half the stuff is just you're pulling out of your butt anyways like there's no one who's like, okay, here's the studies and here's what we've done and here's the active next steps we're taking. Like, there's no one like in a leadership position to do that. But maybe it's because there's not really anybody in leadership positions anymore. And either. it's hitting yeah. society differently all over. Yeah. Too. Like, for yeah. example, Comal County, where, where I'm at, had like 20 cases, zero deaths total. Mm-hmm. And then, like, literally one county over, San Antonio County, it's like the story's totally different. Yeah. Um, here, yeah. story's totally different. Death rates in Texas compared to California, totally different. Death <laughs> rates in California versus New York, totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and some of that, some of the decentralization is some of the strength of, of America, but also sometimes it's, you know, it's like this is, it's hard to have any. And I don't know if the, the decisions on like how we should proceed should be made at like even a state level, much less a federal level, mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's so specific to communities. It's really unique to how like the Black Lives Matter movement flared up like right in the middle of all this too. It's just it's such a weird cultural moment. Not weird, but like a unique cultural moment for like people's mind states and like Yeah. The state of America at the moment. You yeah, know? I think there's like there's so it's so causative, you know, mm-hmm. like I really feel like that that wouldn't have gone off the way it did if people weren't already you know unemployed locked mm-hmm. down no, like already not. angry you know definitely so not. it's it feels really interlinked but it's also going back to the media thing it's really interesting how when all the protests started going down and that become becomes the number one news story that you're seeing yeah. in the headlines every day mm-hmm. everybody's like oh so coronavirus is over because it's, like, <laughs> it's like we consume so much social media just uh, traditional media it's like that is how that is our like our reality is shaped so much by the stuff we read so it's like if you see covid headlines every day you're like oh my god i gotta stay inside like this is the worst thing ever and then as soon as something else pops off in the news you're like well what are we even worried about i mean it does show you that there is some sense of cohesion some um 
But this is brings up another like deeper problem that we were talking about with Freddy again on uh, when we were filming, which is like the idea of uh, well, there's two things happening, you know. First, first of all, there's uh, there's the there's the ad revenue click through based media model. Yes, yeah. and that's been which is been awful for like it's been good information one of the worst things to happen to us in the 21st century i would i think at the end of the day when we when people look back and they analyze this time they're gonna be like yeah one of the worst things that happened was the decentralization of information uh unilaterally not centralized based on a government or a person but centralized based on truth Hmm. um because you're just you click, get the clicks, you yeah. get the money, you get the money, you make the article. You know, it's and all we, about the headlines. We play that game, but we're not out there, like, you know, reporting on the Mueller investigation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we're well, just some no, guys that no, like to no, make entertaining videos. About Captain America's cool new shield, yeah. not like well, it doesn't. Yeah. It does. It, it affects literally everything right now. Like it affects information in a completely radical way, where it's like it's everything from the protests to, you know, the the coronavirus to just everyday news because it begins to incentivize people to like not write accurate headlines for articles and like yeah. headlines are important because they draw you in and give you an overview of what the article is going to eventually tell you more about and right. it's like you know you start looking at every everything coronavirus it's like all right well we have a small phenomenon or an offshoot that affected 10 people but we're gonna put it as a headline. Like this is the this is the next phase of it. Yeah, now. Like, it's they like spiked, and but it, it was like in one apartment building. Yeah, or something. it spikes here, or there's or like a new home. symptom that ha- yeah sounds really nasty, but it affected like five people. Yeah, and it's like not a thing that and they're all related. People, yeah, and yeah. and then even like the protest things too. It's like you know we we're getting this condensed like like and like exaggerated version of things through everyone who do don't support the protest to everyone. Who do support it you know you have to you start taking these like over-the-top extreme positions on stuff to seem like oh well like this is more relevant inf- it's like here's the information you need to know now mm-hmm. versus uh like 30 seconds ago on yeah, twitter yeah or yeah. something like that and then even like i saw this thing about like it was like a kind of a breakdown of like the the um it was kind of like a post-mortem of a couple like cancel culture style things that happened lately yeah, and showed how like an event happened and then how like multiple tweets and articles basically end up spinning one thing and turning it from like one person makes an off color joke. Now you get the whole, like this person's a racist article, yeah, which is like, like there's, you know, it's, there's like, it's not, it's not functional, but that headline is more like, boom, yeah, your world is about to get turned upside down. Here's something you, you need to know. And you, you need to know about this person. That just happened to Jenna Marbles. Yeah. Well, it's really. Yeah. She, she, like, she, she, she like, like closed just, her YouTube. She channel? just just bowed out of YouTube for indefinitely. Really? Well, because because six years ago, she did a Nicki Minaj uh, video where she video. put a bunch of brown tanner on. Yeah. And 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 like, people called it blackface. And so then they said that she ugh. backed out of YouTube or she that well, that she 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 quit because of her blackface video. Yeah, like, I, whoa. yeah well, I know what this... she was already super tan at the time. First of all, she used to, she used to impersonate everybody. Her whole shtick was impersonating people, and she did a Nicki Minaj one. Like yeah, it look, literally had nothing to do with Nicki Minaj <sighs> being being black. And look, look, I mean, obviously, 
we don't have like Jordan or Wes on in this conversations, which would help bring a little more context to it. But like, there's a clear blackface is one thing. Yes, changing the color of your skin tone for the sake of reenacting or portraying another person isn't blackface. Like as much as wearing a wig is, right. Red playing someone with a long red hair. hair. You're a red hairy. Yeah. You know you're making. You know it's like I mean blackface is specifically a historically and culturally racist thing that was done when white people reenacted uh, African Americans slash black whatever you want to. There's yeah. the term seems to be fluctuating. It's just it's blacks now. I think it's, doesn't I, matter. How does black people? No, whatever. Whatever doesn't right. matter. The point is, is that context matters. We're not blackface yeah. is one specific thing where they you, they basically do this over the top. Makeup, a makeup effect on a white person to make fun of that community, right. and and it's not just a superficial, not superficially doing something to your body to resemble another person. Right. You know, it's like, and that distinction is like so. But like, the, it's, I'm it's, just, it's, it's the, the, the it's lost though at this point. I'm using where, the Jenna Marbles example as a great example of how that got twisted. Also, it was something that she had even, I believe, I might be wrong on this, but I believe she had privated that video since then like mm-hmm. she was already like yeah people might see this the wrong way i'm gonna take it down mm-hmm. um and even yeah it's it's like that it's that inability now for people to have changed or have grown you know what i mean where mm-hmm. right yeah it's but it's kind of well, this weird thing with well, the culture a- where it's like the the pendulum is swinging the other way from where it used to be. And now it's kind of overextended. And now we're digging into people's past and saying, and saying, well, you know, this, this thing, this is the thing though. Yeah. It's like, because we've been making videos for so long now, like we're starting to hit that like threshold or even ourselves of like, like what, like what did we do? Like we're totally different than we were 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the evidence of what we were like 10 years ago still remains. And you know, it's like, can that separation be made anymore for people whose lives have been recorded online? And I think it's it's tough because, the, I mean, I think there's that benefit of the doubt that you should give people. Yeah. Like, and like, all right, well, that was a long time ago. People are different. And it's like, if this is like today or last year or something that feels very recent and relevant, it's like, yeah, sure. Call them out. But like, once you start hitting that, like six, seven, eight years, it's like, whoa. It's like, <laughs> yeah. not to mention, look, like Jimmy Kimmel. Did you know he, he impersonated lamb based uh, him for a, a black basketball player like, on the man alone. show? Jimmy Fallon did it too. What is it? The Wayans brothers did whiteface in a movie. Yeah, they did a whole movie. You know, that. it's like yeah. it's like look, guys. You know, right. this this was all culturally accepted. And I mean, well, hold on. Actually, you can't go down that path because blackface was culturally accepted at one point too yeah. by a certain group. But you know, right. it's still one of it's like. Well, I guess it, go, eh, it goes. It feels to very. Sh- yeah. It's anger, man. There's a lot of people who are really angry right now, and it's coming out in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of people who want to do something about it, and that's coming out in different ways. And the easiest way to do something about something is to get angry online. Like, yeah, that's just a lot of people do that. And like, I'm not trying to rag on people for like posting things through social media. Like, I, it's not what I'm trying to say here. But like, it's easy to feel like you have done something good when you upvote or share or post a story and. It can be a good thing, but like it's it's easy to fall into the trap of that becoming a self-indulgent activity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, even even talking about it is almost the same thing. Like even what we're doing right now of this impotent rage against this group of people, this nameless anonymous group of people who go after people yeah. for what, you know, it's yeah. like 
I, I even get, re, I, like, I'm starting to see that, too. It's like, wait a second. Joe Rogan is almost cancel culture, too, because he's just complaining about cancel culture. It's like, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> They're just people, complainers, complaining about complainers. When well, you get yeah. power to it, you know, when you, you talk know, about it's it. like, who's who's the complainer? Yeah. now like it's 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 yeah so yeah. for me it really just goes throwing it out there <laughs> it, it like keeps yeah. going back to that thing of like how much people's lives are shaped by the internet now so it's like if it's that you know t- twitter people on twitter is like two percent of the population and then how much of that like how much of people on twitter are engaging in this kind of stuff you know what i mean but that's the stuff that gets put in news articles and yeah. cnn and stuff yeah, and so then, that sorry go ahead but it it enters your it enters your you know, we only have so much space in our space in the old noodle brain to <laughs> yeah. like, you know, put stuff in. And like, if, if, uh, you know, who looked at their screen time and saw that, you know, how many yeah. hours you've been spending on your phone, like that's, yeah. that negatively affects you. And I'm, I'm sure like the huge uptick in like depression, anxiety, all that stuff is like, it's gotta be at least partially tied to just the amount of like negative. Yeah. Like I got off Twitter like two years ago, and that's, I'm just so so much more happy like being away from. And I wasn't even like I wasn't too engaged in it, but you just scroll through your feed and you see all this anger it's and trash. all this stuff, and it's yeah. just like, it's hot takes, man. Yeah, yeah, hot takes, no, man. I hear you. I, I I don't really do Twitter or fa- I mean I have Twitter and Facebook profile, but I don't, I don't use Twitter really, or Facebook anymore. Don't really. Yeah, I had a brief period that. where I was like, you know, I wonder if I should get back into Twitter. Because <laughs> I, I, it's mostly just a thing of, like, I was talking with Ren, and Ren has had a totally different experience on Twitter than most people because, you know, the people he inter- interacts with don't dive into this garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, you know, his version of Twitter is, like, very different. And I was like, I know, this is pretty positive. I would like to be able to kind of connect with more people. But then, like, the moment I, like, tweeted something that was opinionated, it was like, there's like eight positive comments and then two just like just garbage comments and it was yeah. just I, I don't know so i stopped i was like no i i made the right call not using twitter anymore yeah. like, i feel the same just, way about it wasn't, these days it wasn't like a it wasn't like i don't know like no one respected the opinion as an opinion and responded with their own you know it's yeah, like right. it's more like no not here's not another opinion that maybe counters that but it's like Here's why your opinion's wrong, or, or more, no, just the statement. Your opinion's wrong. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, not even yeah. your opinion, just you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of goes deeper. So. And you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, anyway, so that, this, started, this, yeah. this goes back to my point about um, the 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 way that we currently are are taking on information with with all across the world, you know, through through journalism and all that stuff. Now. I'm just going to throw this out there. What if there was a subscription model to news media, to journalism? I mean, you can sign, you can subscribe to the New York Times. Yes, or, but okay, and also, but, but it's like YouTube. It's like people have been trained to expect that everything uh, big news is going to be time. free. So if, as long as like, as long as there are free news outlets out there, people are just going to turn to that. You know what true, I mean? True, but if... Like, you could get the New York Times, the Washington Post, I mean, if they I, could if all I come was together. The, I don't know who runs the Associated Press. If I was the the, the council of of uh, Illuminati that runs... Their, you know, that's a joke. <laughs> uh, if, if I was the people that ran the Associated Press, I would look around and I'd, and I'd say, hey, look, we, we have all these journalists. We create all this information uh, for all these different outlets, which then also gets duplicated 
across additional outlets. Yeah. Right. Because the the thing about it that and and I would say here's how this might still make a difference because even though you'd have the problem of free media or free news under a subscription model, if if an organization like the Associated Press created a, a true subscription model that that paid for that 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 was overwhelmingly paying for the cost to create that information based on, you know, accurate reporting and the traditional techniques. The way that most news information works is people will follow one person on uh on an on a topic. So for example, if it's uh, you know, yeah. um, Sam's guitar. I was, was going to um, say something like this too. So there'll be one guy that's like the guy that's writing or gal that's writing on Sam's guitar. And then everybody else will pick up that and say, okay, Sam's guitar is this color and it's got these strings and it's got this, these frets and da, 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 da. And they'll, they'll reiterate all those facts. Um, so it, you might see some trickle down into that, even if there was free models. Um, and then, yeah. Well, like, in, like even a thing though, it's like, I think the problem right now is that like, it's because of the decentralization of all this information and, the way it's it, the way it's affected previous like news institutions it's it's kind of like hard to i guess when you see the subscription for like Washington Post or New York Times it's like well it's like is this like do am i feeling like this is really going to be valuable at this point like right. is are is is this institution like the news source at this point because if it's decentralized the way it kind of is right now it's like almost more about the people who you trust to report it like in, it's almost individuals at this point rather than institutions that are guided by this like concept of the news cycle you know like we, we even saw in like late 90s or 90s early 2000s like pre you know decentralization of this information where it's like even like the even cable news channels fell into their like version of this rhythm yeah and so it's like you know if there was some sort of like a network where it's like, all right, I will subscribe to you to make sure you aggregate good writers. And I don't care what platform they're posting these stories on. I don't care what news source it's coming from. The main thing is, is that I want trustworthy people who have, who are able to provide insight on topics. Right. And it's like, I would subscribe to that. And that's what I feel like right now too. It's like most of my news is coming from people, individuals whose opinions I respect and like, I trust to, do their due diligence when speaking about a topic and whether that's making sure they correct errors, making sure they say things reasonably or fair. It's not even just like the opinions they hold, but just, yeah. Can, can you, can you like honestly convey information to me? (laughs) Well, I feel like on the flip side of what we've been talking about, um, that is kind of the beautiful and positive thing about the decentralization because it leaves the option or the choice in people's hands to instead of blindly following that one, you know, you know, traditional source, you seek out people. But um, it's just an interesting thing because it's like that's what's happening across all media, film, TV, mm-hmm. every. You know, I had a conversation with somebody where they were like, oh, "I'm," you know, he was older, and he's like, "I miss the days where you could just flip through channels and you kind of." choices made for you you know what i mean like it's whatever's on you know cbs you're just watching but now it's like in our lives we have to choose especially my generation i feel like we grew up basically having to choose everything we're consuming Mm -hmm. and it's a weird dilemma because human beings are not 
we're not wired that way to be constantly choosing what we're doing in every moment. Yeah. You know? Um, or at least like, you know, in terms of, well, you know, constructing your own narrative a little bit, you know, yeah. in the world you want to be in. And another thing that like, I have to remember, it's like, you know, we're all, we do media thing. We're in YouTube, et cetera. Like we know these people, like I've met Jenna Marbles, you know, it's like, yeah, most of these people, they're just characters. They're right. just another character that lives only on their computer screen. Mm, yeah. And I'm not saying that people don't see these people as not being people. Actually. Yeah. I am kind of saying that I'm saying that there's a lot of people that, <laughs> Don't see these people as real people. You know, yeah. they see them as characters. And then well, they see them as a representation of the thing that they hate. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you're you're not aware of her or anybody else that's getting canceled at all, and then they pop into your feed as like this person is a white supremacist, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you just Ooh, now it's a bad guy. Yeah, you're just yeah. like, Okay, I'm gonna delete Plot them twist. from my, Plot my life. Twist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, there's definitely that. Um I mean, I think the best, just to turn this a little bit more positively, like the best thing that I've been doing lately in terms of like trying to con- seek and seek and understand accurate information is just reading multiple sources. Yeah. Yeah. And firsthand sources. Yeah. Firsthand, like, you know, three to four at least. Cause Dude. you can't, you can't just do Fox and CNN. That's a, well, that's also, a no fly zone. Yeah. The wires are pretty good. So like Reuters and mm-hmm. AP and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Is- I, I did that exercise, that firsthand exercise for about like two weeks three weeks when like the virus was starting to spread and the lockdown was happening where I, yeah. I'd listen to the white house press briefings and yeah. then I'd read like the news articles written off the press briefings yeah. and the disconnect between those yes. and like the cherry picking, like yes. the amount of times, like, you know, my little critical thinking buzzers went off. Yeah. Like when I see those two and it's like, look, these guys are just, they're watching the same press conference I am right. and they're writing this article and the amount of assumptions, statements, selective editing and all that kind of stuff happening. Where it's like, oof, man, if it's like this now, oh yeah, they, like how is it like, all the like looking back over the years, all those articles, all those segments, like it's all over the place, man. Well, they're doing <laughs> that. They're, they're doing what they're they're doing that with the president every day. I mean, not yeah. to say that he doesn't have really really bad moments, <laughs> and not to say that he doesn't have a lack of decorum because he has all of those things and um and more. Definitely something that he needs to work on. <laughs> um, but you know, just that Fourth of July speech at uh, at Mount Rushmore. Um, I watched it and I was like, okay, well, you know, I see this. I, you know, I listened to this guy speak for an hour. I understand what he said. And then I went and read the articles that were based on it. And I was like, man, there's a lot of these same thing, you know, just yeah. cherry picking and, and, you know. Yeah. Context, man. Yeah. You can cut around. I, I always notice like anytime someone ref- like tells you, like what happened, but they refuse to give you a little bit of context that would really clarify it. It's like that's a that's a telltale sign that like people are warping the information a little bit. Yeah, around yeah, what you're getting. Messy. I'm curious, how much screen time do you guys have on your phone as a daily average? Oh, I gotta check. Probably it's pretty high right now. Do you guys for all me. have apples? I don't know if I can check. That. I feel like yeah. everybody's shot up during. Mine went up quarantine. during quarantine. I mean, obviously we're working from home, so it went what up. You, where where's that? How do you check the screen, uh, screen time. time under settings? Oh, I got Nico beat. Uh, I got yeah. Dean's got a better record. Two He's, hours thirty seven minutes. I'm a three day? hours thirty eight minutes a day. Two twenty one average. Mm-hmm. Oh Not no, bad. four four hours five minutes. Oh wow. I'm I. Ooh, Gorski. I'm sitting there with the freaking baby at night and just sitting there. My switch is dead. <laughs> just this move right here. You know. I I. Uh, I do not have that on my little. My little boy over here. Christian, what do you got? 245. 245 for Christian. We're bad tied. That's not bad, honestly, you guys. If you think about, like, in the past, like, people used to watch, like, an average four hours of TV a day. 
I don't really watch. I watch like 20 minutes of TV. Uh, I like, well, I watch my one episode of community a day on Netflix and that's <laughs> yeah. it. Then it's all on my phone from there. Yeah. You know, you know, just to, I don't want to, I don't want to leave people feeling negative here. So I just, I want to say something about how to stay positive. <laughs> you know, there might be all this stuff inside of here. Right. Right. But if you, if you do this and you go, okay, just throw your phone away. Yep, you For those of you who aren't watching the video, your phone, <laughs> you throw your phone over there. And you go out and you look around. Yeah, the amount does better... the amount of information that you're taking in fit all of the narratives that you're reading. Yeah, don't forget to just look at the world around yeah. you and draw your judgments from that too. Right. Because yeah. I came to LA on Sunday, you know, and stepped out Monday morning when Mario hit his little <laughs> hit his little bell on the taco truck. Is, still, is he coming back now? Eight thirty every day, man. All right, there you go. So I went out there to get times. a breakfast burrito, and I was like. Pretty nice morning down here. They said LA was full of rioters and <laughs> you know crazy people. And you know this is pretty nice. There's some guys working. This guy's got a taco truck. These guys yeah. are smoking weed down the street. It's funny, it's funny yeah, how much a few blocks makes a difference. That's true. That's true. But yeah, yeah like yeah. I mean, I went downtown last time to the um, to the city. Downtown's hall. kind of crazy. I I, yeah. I I we've been going out for dinner. Yeah. Uh, like Fridays, wherever's you know outdoor seating, it's been great. But uh, we went to a place in downtown, and it was like creepy as hell. Really? Where it was Why? Like, it was it was dead silent in the middle of downtown. Everything was boarded up, and we're walking around like, wow. <laughs> oh, so you mean crazy? Yeah, that, we're gonna go. crazy. Is like people are like, you know, no, it was just like <laughs> eerie like... and apocalyptic. Oh, and then yeah. we're like, let's let's get some nice. Japanese food over here. Yeah, I went. It's like one we're like, wheeling. wow, we are uh, <laughs> clearly out of touch. <laughs> I went one wheeling with Jan and Ren, and we went down toward City Hall last time I was here, and it was definitely a different scene than Hunter Street at eight thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Street's gotten busy. Yeah, good times. Things aren't things aren't that bad. <laughs> they're not. That's the important thing. And but they're like, they're pretty bad for like ten percent of people right now, which really freaking sucks yeah and and really but they could be a lot worse that. we could be in a world war <laughs> like yeah like even bad now i go out for food i'm like 20 percent tip you deserve every penny right i'm you tipping know, those we're coming people back all i'm tipping those people way too much yeah it's like they just probably been spent i know well, that's how i feel now i'm like yeah it's like as much as we can give right now yeah it's like we're, we're not we're not breaking quarantine. We're we're supporting the economy, <laughs> like in the time when they actually need it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the moral of this story is like people need a place to to vent and to talk and to let out steam, and that's become a lot of the internet right now. And it's it's not always a healthy place to be. And you should take some time and look around you and spend some time in real life and see the people and talk to people and have conversations where people aren't inspired to just throw the hottest takes at you the moment yeah. <laughs> the moment you set eyes upon them. Yeah. And and realize that maybe around you there's still some good things. Actually, you know what? No, none of that pansy ass like talking about. Look around you and there <laughs> are good things around you yeah. and you should appreciate it and enjoy it and savor it because that's living. That's, that's living. That's comes living. And, comes and goes. Yeah. And you know what? Like young Dean over here. <laughs> young dean speaking of living 6 38 my child goes to bed in all right. 25 minutes i uh, i better get home so I can all give right her a hug. nico <laughs> give her a beso one of those good a things. beso yeah 
All right. All right. Cool. Slurp a dirt, boys. Thanks for Slurp listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Slurp a dirt. How do you do? Solved all the world's problems. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> all right. Slurp a dirt. Slurp, slurp a dirt.